Hello and welcome to Gloss Over, a podcast for creators, artists, entrepreneurs, spirit seekers, beauty lovers, and bosses. We're taking a deep dive into topics that we just can't gloss over. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Gloss Over Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Megan Whalen, makeup artist, entrepreneur, and beauty professional. And I'm your other co-host, Caroline Trudeau, experienced innovator, culture maker, and the creator of thevoicescollection.com. Hey, girl, hi. Hey, girl. So we're back at Club 1670 out here in these streets of Reston, Virginia, and once again joined by the beautiful, the talented, the boss lady, Trisha Obias. <laughs> oh slash Trisha! <laughs> yes! Blushing. Blush, blush. <laughs> Thanks for being here again. We had so much fun last week talking about Modern Mom. So honored. Yeah, and so we thought that we're honored actually to have you because you are the number one fan of the Gloss Over podcast. Totally put me on blast, yes. But I, in yeah. a good way. In a good way. In positive. Obsessed. Obsessed, yes. <laughs> she's like, oh my god, the, my favorite line from that one episode is... No, she's, I mean, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, she's a real MVP, so yeah. that's that's all there is to And it. this is cultivating the tribe, right? Yeah. Like, Absolutely. find the fans and lean in super hard and just love. Yes. Just give it love. Well, you were my tribe from day one, so... Yes, and actually it's a great segue into what we want to talk about mm-hmm. this week for this episode, which is Modern Boss. No. Because Trisha and I met... At work. At work. Yeah. When was that? How many years? 2012? Yep. 11 or 12? Yeah. Late 11, yeah. beginning of 12? Yeah, because I've been a Volkswagen for like seven years, and that was... Yeah, right in the beginning, because you came from Hilton. Mm-hmm. And then you went to Hilton. I know. It's so... I mean, yeah. welcome to Northern Virginia, yeah. where there is only seven legit right. commercial employers. <laughs> No, but your agency was in Detroit, yeah. which is obviously Automotive City. Automotive City. Yeah. We also had a lot of work at Hilton. Well, exactly, which is so funny because different industry, but same agency. Same agency, so same team. two degrees of separation. Yeah. yeah, so I led the Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. accounts for organic. Yes. And our biggest contract was at Volkswagen. Volkswagen, yeah. And... Uh, a stipulation of the contract was that an organic employee had to be on site at Volkswagen. Yeah. It was like this icon Caroline with the hand the of boss. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll do it, no problem. And we worked. We met. It was amazing. You were like the glue to that Aww, account. Thanks. I think actually that was what they were called. People like you would be introduced in meetings. Like Caroline's the glue. That's so sexy. <laughs> I, like I keep it kind sticky, of honey. It all together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. because it was hard. There was you know. A lot of people, obviously, our whole team was in Detroit. Yep. The business was here. The There's multiple departments and stakeholders that were involved. Lots of people. The digital the ownership project. experience. Yes. Sounds is, like a lot of money to me, guys. It was. It was. It was pretty legit. Mean baller. It was a big project. Yeah. So you were a boss, basically. It was. I mean, it was. It was something. That's for sure. <laughs> and so we met in a meeting. I'm sure. Right. We did. Actually, I'd we heard of you. Friends. Totally fast because yeah. kindred spirits mm-hmm. and very very similar work ethic and. Yep. Really I think we had like one work trip where I sat next to you and like we just told each other our life stories and it was like that was it. Yeah, Auburn Hills, Michigan, <laughs> yes, right? Yes. It was the middle of winter. 
pretty much. Yeah, because it's always pretty always, much my Twitter. Like, it's always gold. Nine months out of the year. <laughs> so we became friends at work, and then we continued our friendship beyond my career at Organic. Yeah. And, I mean, all these years, six, seven years now. Yes, and I'm still at Volkswagen on the financial services side now, but all the same problems that we were dealing with then, we still have now. So it's funny because... Your problems don't change, right? The we're solutions all- might, but, like, we're really trying to better understand customers now in where I am, and I'm responsible for the digital ownership experience. Um, and it's so funny because we're having all these same conversations, and we're still, like, exchanging ideas, and in a different way now. Like, there is there is absolutely, like, the industry is moving in a different direction, automotive. Right. And so it's great that we have kept that line of communication open and are still kind of evolving the relationship yeah but we, we it's still anchored very much in our careers yes we talk a lot about being bosses at the office and some of the challenges that's and such a gloss over comment what all the things, all the things. <laughs> all the, i love i love when people when i hear people say the yeah. things that i say right. because yeah. it, it's landing it's resonating I, yeah that should be a merch piece that that is definitely a yes uh, hashtag all I gotta the things. write that down right i got it i got the notes <laughs> all the things so uh, last week we talked about being a mom yes um what is it like to be a boss and a mom hmm tough <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening yeah <laughs> a great episode though That's pretty much it um no I think that I've had phases in my working mom career like when I was a new mom I was constantly like worried about what you know is my baby okay like are they breathing what, you know are they hungry like what's going on like my mind wasn't fully at work my mind was somewhere in else. the beginning in the beginning and then I, I always went back to work. Like three months after having a baby, I went back to work. And I didn't really have a choice. I knew I had to. That was like my hustle. I knew it. I was like, you know, in the mom's room pumping milk, like taking my meetings. Like I But they had a mom's room? Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. Nursing, that's good. That's room. awesome. Yeah. Legally, I think oh, well. where I was required it. Um, but... I was constantly, like, between momming and bossing, feeling like I was inadequate. Like, that was earlier in my career. I I was motivated by different things, too. Like, I was motivated by title and promotion and recognition. And so I was constantly trying to prove myself. Like, I can do this. I can be a mom and I can go back to work and I can get that next promotion. And I think that... I was driven by a different motivation back then, and now, you know, my kids are older. They're more independent. They need me differently, less like the, you know... To survive. Exactly. exactly. I'm not just keeping them alive anymore. You're the spiritual leader now, and the nurturer, and the lover. Yeah, you're the the shamanic... Yeah, you're the the tribeswoman. You're not the the milk at this point. for sure. I mean, it's a different level of investment, but I think that I've been able to set more healthy boundaries around work and I like actually am motivated by different things too now whereas like before you know I wasn't asking myself do I care deeply enough about what I'm doing am I making a difference do I do I admire the people that I work with like are they wonderful people to be around do I respect my leaders do they inspire me to action like these are the types of questions I ask myself 
now. Yeah, now, yes. But not before. Before it was more about chasing that next thing yeah. and it was achieving. Actually, yeah. Yeah. It was more like external validation. It was more me trying to fit into this like mold or box of what I thought was a successful picture of a working mom. And I think that once I like stepped away from that perception of what does success look like for a working mom, I think it was just more like intrinsic, the, mo- the intrinsic motivation, the internal validation that I needed. Because in some ways, I'm still like proving to myself, you know, my that you can do all the I things. Can do all yeah. the things, but <clears throat> what motivates me is different. And my kids motivate me. My kids, like when I get home, you know, we were talking about this the other day about like the value of, you know, going on business trips or. What am I doing in these meetings? What are we talking about? Why is it worth it? Yeah. Yeah. Like just educating them on who I am at work and what do I do? Mm -hmm. And what does that mean? So it's not like a mythical sort of thing. Like mom goes to work. We don't really know what that is. She goes away sometimes. She stays late sometimes. Totally. I mean, and. I, so I love the energy that's happening right now at, I'm on the Volkswagen credit side, the financial services arm, and it's almost like a little bit of an incubator sort of startup within this big global multinational company. And we're like smaller, more nimble team, and we're very much more innovation minded and we embrace like design thinking. And so my son, especially, he's really into cars. He loves automotive. Perfect. And, and the girls too. And they're like, they came to the take your kids to work day we did a design thinking session and we're with just, the kids with the kids cool. and we're trying to get them oh to gosh. think like of out of the box ideas for like the next next big thing like in the future of cars like what would you put in a car as a kid um uh to make it more kid friendly or to to give them that's like a, a brilliant idea problem statement of like you know going to soccer practice and having to do homework and what would make the car ride much more kid friendly and help you get this job done doing your homework or you know transporting them from point a to b and a lot of really cool inventive ideas came out of these kids it's like yeah we're just so. embracing the fact that kids are curious and they want to know and learn and so i talk about the stuff with them at the dinner table like we talk about the problems that we're trying to solve the things that are top of mind in these in these meetings and they're fascinated by it, which is really cool to see them light up. That's amazing. I know that's super cool. It's like true integration of work and life. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the other thing is as I got older, I kept those boxes very separate. I was like, you know, Beyond asked me what my weekend was like. I'm not talking about. Oh my gosh, girl! I remember this about you two in the, in the very beginning, very, very serious, very proper. You know what? I don't know if that's generational, too, because I work with a lot of millennials now, and I'm like, wow, you know, I feel like those blurred lines. Oh, my God. They'll right? tell you all about, yeah. like, hi, hi, Trisha. My name is Megan. It's nice to meet you. Oh, my God. So, like, I totally am having this really bad breakup right now. I know. Really? Like, shut the fuck up and go to work. I don't care. <laughs> I got to be honest. I'm like, wow, that's, that's. You guys could do an episode on millennials. Oh, my we God. We should. Leading yeah. millennials? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, That's a good I idea. love Nobody the can. fact that there's this transparency culture, that there's this, like, you know... But also know when not to speak. Maybe. I, I yeah, don't know. I mean, I, there's a level of appropriateness there. But, like, when I was in younger in my career, I was like, I am not talking about my personal life to anybody. I did Nobody that, too. Nobody can know anything. Actually, I have to tell you, I yeah. remember this about you. And yeah. I was just like, oh, my God, she is such a boss. <laughs> 
And first of all, you look 10 years younger than you actually are. So I was like, oh my gosh, she's so young and she's so polished and she's so professional. Did that serve you well, do you think? Not not talking about your personal life and, and why has that changed for you? Just curious. Um, I think that the, like a lot of the stuff that I've been through, you know, the divorce, like I couldn't keep it in a box. You yeah. know, like there's part of that stuff that came into my, I, like I have to, when it's time to go, I gotta go. Like I've got soccer practice, I've got dance, you know, I gotta get the kids to where they need to yeah. be, like I have to pick them up, like I'm gonna tell people this is what I need. By the way, Volkswagen's wonderful, but it's not the most important thing in my entire world. It, yeah. yeah. No. And, and neither is my mom life either. Like, we were talking about how, yeah. you know, what defines you. But I think it's such a big part of my life that people need to understand that. They should accept that and understand that. And that should help them be more empathetic to totally. my circumstance and, and approach things differently, hopefully. And I do that for my team. Like... Right, because now you're a people leader. Yeah, and that's the other motivation is that, like, it's less about being this individual contributor and feeling like I have to carry the weight of the world on my shoulders and learn how to delegate and learn how to respond to situations differently and empower people to do their best and be their best. Whereas before it was, like, all the glory was for me. Like, I wanted, you know, to be in the spotlight. And it was, like, that's not who, who I am anymore. Like, I... I want to be doing less and thinking more. Yeah. You know? And inspire. And inspire. Yeah. And motivate and get people. Be a coach. Lead. Exactly. So I love that part of it. And I, I see, like, they're young, you know, younger, I guess, in different stages of life. And some of them are starting families. Some of them, you know, are, are, are still trying to figure out where they fit in the corporate world and and that I get that that's fine this might not be anybody's end game but when we're here we're here together and you bring your whole self to work yeah yes absolutely if you're going through at home yeah I get it like I you can tell me like I can understand let's not make it a therapy session you know but I get it like so you have empathy and you have understanding and you have an open door like yeah yep. but you also have a level of appropriateness so yeah. it sounds like your balance is like spot like I would work for you in a minute I don't know <laughs> but, but you know as, from, a, from, a, from a leadership aspect I think it's it's important to know that your leadership is willing to listen and kind of train you up along the way but also like has this boundary where like we're not going to be getting cocktails at six o'clock tonight because mm-hmm. I'm not your friend I'm your I'm your leader I'm your boss right, right? right so right. there's this pretty little dance that you do where you're approachable and inspiring and you're yes. you know all these you have to manage yeah. emotional distance you do I've learned that and I've learned that like you can't because you know you can you can hang out with work people a lot of people do, you know, like it's such it's an like investment. It's like a second family sometimes. Yeah. Well, because like we spend more time with them than we do mm-hmm. with anybody else. Yeah. yeah. It's work family. Um, so I get that you can like let your hair down and go have a drink and, you know, party and yeah. But at the end of the day, when you're at work, it's work. You know, you got to like have your, just your modes. This is going to be a crazy question, but I'm kind of dying to know because yeah. leadership and mentorship and things like that inspire me. It's exciting. I love it. I'm not very good at it because I'm less empathetic. Like, I am kind of an iron fist kind of girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like the Tabitha coffee. Yeah. <laughs> you know is. what I mean? Good, good intentions. Good intentions, but, like, I deliver, like, a 12-pound hammer. You know what wow. I mean? So, like, yeah. if you could give somebody, like, a snippet takeaway message in leadership, like, here's, here's, your, here's, here's a, a touchstone for you to remember as a leader. 
what might that be? And you might have, like, two things, three things, whatever. I don't know. I'm just curious. This is a very good question. Like, if you had to embroider something on a pillow in your office and, like, that was your your, um, mission statement or your, uh, what is it called, a manifesto or, like, what would it be? What do we do? How do we lead? Tell us. I mean, okay, so I was thinking about this because I went to uh, a leadership development, like, course recently. That sounds fun. Yeah, it was really cool, actually. um, And we talked a lot about motivational value systems. So that's why I was kind of reflecting on, like, how I've changed over time in my career and what motivates me. And we were talking about qualities of great leaders, leaders you want to emulate. And what's funny is, like, we all kind of went around and talked about what we think. What's the one word, right? And so... For me, and and actually personally what resonated for me in my experience in leadership, I think it it is is humility and kind Mm. of being able to be teachable. And actually, and I think I talked a little bit about, and maybe it was offline, I don't know if we were recording, but just some of the adversity that I've had in my life has taught me a lot. And I think, you know, again, the whole blurred lines between life and work, like that that type of stuff makes you who you are and it makes you a better leader both at work at home wherever and just being your experiences to, yeah your experience is teaching you and being humble to that um and and taking that into leadership I think is you don't have to have all the answers you know like you can, no you don't you can look to others for that yeah and I mean, I'm constantly trying to figure things out. And I I learned how to trust myself, but also let humility kind of be a leadership quality that can help propel me because I don't have to have all the answers. No, you don't. Is humility, for me, humility is resonating in the context of some of the topics we've talked about here on the podcast, uh, is being of service. Mm-hmm. No? Well, your face is saying that. I'm thinking. Okay, this is um, face. humility to you. Uh, humility to me is something that I've not experienced really? from my mentors or my leaders. Oh. And so for me, it doesn't, like, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful quality. I love it. And, and I think it should be a leadership uh, modality or yeah. a characteristic of your leader, your mentor, your, your person. Mm-hmm. I'd never experienced it. Mm-hmm. I experienced, like I said, the tab of the coffees, the Kelly yeah. Coutrones. That kind of like energy that's like you don't command and control. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. Right. You need to grow the fuck up and get your shit together and then maybe we can have a conversation about it. But then on the backside of that, once you have your cry outside and you realize, wait a minute, maybe she, there's a little something to what she's saying, and then you reapproach the situation, there was love and caring on the backside of it. Hmm. Yeah. So like the lead like was the Yeah, about, um, the lead was like horrifying people were afraid to go in your office like don't fucking bother her and maybe it's because it was like the fashion beauty side of things Mm -hmm. yeah where that style is very expected yeah it's very yes exactly it's miranda it's miranda (laughs) i would work for the bitch she would love me Mm-hmm. Trust and believe. I believe you. Honey. I would be her I Emily. No, Emily Blunt or whatever though. the hell her like, name is. I love the aggression, the assertiveness. It's very aggressive. That, like help, like brings you to a certain level. I'm not mm-hmm. saying be a complete like pushover. You know? No, humility but, is about inviting participation. Right. Feeling open, like being able to receive all the good things that are around you. We were not having retreats or drum circles. No, I'll say that. 
was not <laughs> it saying. It really woo-woo. Right? It was very woo. I love a woo, though. Maybe that's why I've, like, swung the pendulum. I've gone the other way because I was abused way. in my indentured servitude of apprenticeship and mentoring and growing up in this industry. But, yeah, it is, yeah. A, it is a cutthroat. Wow. Someone will take your job. We're all clawing at each other's backs to get there. I think sound great. No. Well, but but it's changing it. now. It is. It's it it's moving in another direction. There's at least sisterhood it, happening. I think there is. There's okay. a little community over competition I thing. At least for us, okay. in our small little sphere, I think it's changing. But yeah. on the whole, it's a cutthroat, kind of terrifying place. And mm-hmm. and there's Miranda Priestleys and Kelly Coutrones and Ooh. Tabitha Coffees on yeah, every corner. So, yeah. Um, yeah. People, but I, people. But you know what? I would work for one because once you. And I would, I would work for one again if I ever had to go back into working for someone else. I think it's probably one of the reasons I'm my own boss. But now I'm kind of like those people now, too, to yeah. the people that I'm entering. So i got to really watch it. That's why I ask you this question is, yeah. like, what do I need to do to be a better leader as we onboard in our little baby yeah. business, other things? Sure. And it's, like, such a little, tiny, minute place, my business. But mm-hmm. I ask that because I'm afraid to be that person. Um but also I think it does kind of shape people because I think the particulates sort of shake out. Like if you can make it through that mm-hmm. and the people that can't drop off, you're left with really quality people that True. are there for the right reasons. Like if you can make it yeah. through hazing and hell week, then you might be okay. Right. Don't do that. Don't haze people. Yes. Yeah. I just got asked a question in an interview recently that was about how to lead a team Um, of young people who maybe come from a place where they have been told what they're supposed to be Mm. for like, I don't know, three or four years, right? Like, so sort of this command and control. Yeah, that culture. That culture. And when you're trying to create a different culture Mm -hmm. that is more about humility and more about serving others and more about helping people find their strengths so they can be everything that they can be. Right. The challenge that this particular uh, interviewer was having is that these kids, they didn't know how to do that. They didn't know how to, and in the context of this conversation, I think it takes a journey. It takes experience. It takes having gone to a side where you're just going to be all business and then realize that, wait, my life is fully integrated and these are all the things that I have to deal with and I can be I can appropriately show up as an emotional being right. and as a leader yeah. and try to include these experiences in the definition of what does it mean for someone who may not have had all of this experience to be able to show up that way at work. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's a culture of fear that you're fighting, right? Like yeah. they've been told, no, you know, like you you got to do it this way. This is how we do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and contrasted yeah. with like we're having a design thinking session with children. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, okay, yeah, let's go there. And yes. it's really difficult if you haven't, if, if you're not open-minded right. to that type of Being environment inclusive. at work. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's kind of like, oh, my God. Yeah, because everybody here. has oh, unique fuck. talents, you know? We yeah. just need to be able to tap into them and embrace it. Like, we were very deliberate about who we were hiring and our, our hiring strategy and our talent pool and diversifying it and making sure we have people from different backgrounds and perspectives. Yeah. And it's, it's important. Because I bet sure you got a lot of people interested in working yeah. on your team, honey. Yeah, no, we've got an awesome team. We do. But you know, that makes me think about something, ladies. We talked a lot about culture. Okay. Culture, yes. And I I think that, like, I just kind of had a little light bulb moment. Mm. Because your team, I want to be on it. Like, that (laughs) sounds amazing. Like, I would love to, you know, be innovative and thoughtful and um, be full of humility and just a part of a team and, like, a cog in the wheel and, like, doing something for the greater good. But Mm. I'm also thinking, like, maybe 
people, young bosses, baby bosses, should be really considering the culture that they're going into. Like, yeah, yeah it's this high-level job. Somebody told me I should be working for this corporate thing, this corporate right. that. But, like, consider the culture. Right. Like, maybe the fashion and beauty industry isn't for you because it's a little mm-hmm. scary Cutthroat. over there and has yeah. bigger teeth mm. than, say, another industry that is innovative and cares about your work-life balance yeah. and doesn't expect you to do all these crazy things. Like, of course that should be something that's across the board. It's like a safe place to be yeah. with a strong work-life balance and the opportunity to be whoever you want. But if you find yourself at a company or in a yeah. like a, a kind of business that doesn't fit with your culture, like you should know get what you're getting out. into. Exactly. You Go should you should have to like ask the tough questions in an interview and be, you know, full disclosure with whoever you're hiring because if it's if it's cutthroat and it's competitive and like I mean, obviously, don't paint the picture so that they don't want to work there. They don't there. want to work there, yeah. <laughs> but, like, they should know what they're getting themselves into. And if they're ready for it, and that's not to say that that's going to be destination. That's what they're doing to be, you know, they're they're trying to improve their resume. And they're trying to, like, use that as an opportunity to see what's next, too. So as long as they know what they're getting themselves into and they can handle the culture, it's going to teach them. It's going to teach them how to navigate. Mm-hmm. But, and it'll teach you maybe yeah. what they don't want. Or what they don't exactly. want to be a part of. So oh, like even that's I've a had plenty one. of experiences yeah, that yeah, teach yeah. me what I don't want. Same. Oh my gosh, yeah. managers that I, I don't like type whole life industry don't. that I don't want to be in. Oh, and so many. So many. Yeah. So you just said something about um, having people, you know, sort of take a position for it to be a stepping stone to something else. Yep. Or, you know, the growth. Yeah. yeah. Um, you've been at Volkswagen now for seven, seven years. Seven years. Yeah. Um, how do you continue to reinvent yourself in the same organization? How do you differentiate yourself from the people who maybe have been there for a long time and that are sort of more traditional mm-hmm. auto people? Oh my gosh, there's so many traditional auto people. Yeah, for sure. Lots of How people do you stay fresh at the same place and feel fresh? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm I'm lucky to be working with a bunch of people that again we diversified our our team. Amen. So yeah, mm-hmm. for sure, like we embrace diversity and inclusion and like different backgrounds and thoughts and um, so I think that there's a good mix of that. And not to say that the traditional automotive mindset is like flawed, not by no means, right? Like right. Um, but I think I've been able to navigate a culture that has been very much, you know, previously probably I could dare to say command and control, right? Like, um, and been able to embrace much more of an innovative mindset and culture within this larger corporation. Um, and I think I look for that in all my jobs. Like, I like, I take a lot of roles that haven't had historical like somebody that was in the role previously yeah or like something like new yeah re, yeah just sort of charting my own course a little bit writing my own rules and and you know clean sheet of paper so I navigate towards those types of roles um even if it's in a traditional corporate culture yeah I've worked in big companies pretty much my whole career I went before um Volkswagen was at Hilton you right. know for a few years when they moved her corporate headquarters here they were going through transformation too which was an exciting time crazy slash exciting still going to transformation yes. from what I hear on, on these here streets of McLean yeah <laughs> shout out to McLean shout out to McLean, McLean. Yeah. lots of change I mean these these corporations go through hundreds of years old so right many like all the time like never stops yes um so I've yeah I've kind of learned how to find my way 
in those types of cultures. And I honestly, I don't think that it's a coincidence. I think that yeah. the the um, the story, the history, yeah. and the legacy of you, who you are as an individual, as a human being, as a mom, as a boss babe, mm-hmm. just sort of, and where we are in our time, you know, this sort of fourth wave of the internet and an automotive. Fourth, yeah. I don't know. I'm just. <laughs> it's a lot. I'm just quoting, uh, maybe it was the third wave. I can't remember this book I read by that one guy that one time. It's a lot of waves. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll put it in the the show notes. But the point is, I don't think that it's a coincidence that, you know, we're in our 40s and we've been preparing for this. Like, we literally have been training for this shift and this change that's happening in our industries and in these corporate right Mm -hmm. these leaders these these more traditional leaders that have been from the command and control um generation if you will um are going to be replaced by us Mm -hmm. so this this is the continuation of our training and yeah absolutely yeah it's it's awesome to be part of it is it's exciting it's i mean and we live you, you talk about the fourth wave it's like Technology has changed everything. Every, the everything. Pace of change, yeah. Customer expectation. I love it. It's great. I love it. Customer so we have to. We have to respond. We have to change. We, we don't have a choice. I love change. Change all the oh time. God, Let's so change. Good. All right. Well, all right. So tell them where they can find us. Well, actually, no. I, I don't know. That's what you say. <laughs> I say tell them where you can find us. <laughs> Trisha, say it. Tell them where they can find us. Tell the people where they can find us. Yes, there you go. All right. You can trot on over to Twitter and catch (laughs) us at GlossoverPod. You can check us out on Instagram at GlossoverBaby. And this is Carol. And until next time, kill it, bye. The end. Thank you for listening. Have a topic you'd like us to gloss over? Hit us up on Twitter at GlossoverPod. And find us on the web at thevoicescollection.com slash GlossoverPod.